Rural Focus. Well, as we mentioned on Rural Focus last week, uh, New Grains Australia Chair has been announced to take over from industry leader Terry Enright, the one and only Andrew Young. Andrew just joined us on Rural Focus this morning. Andrew, good morning and congratulations to you, mate. Thank you very much, Troy. It's uh, it's an exciting opportunity and a, and a very challenging one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, just another board to be on, mate. <laughs> um, well, yeah, this one, this one I have been on yep. um, for since its inception mm. in 2020. So I was a director for that period up until this point. So it seemed an obvious opportunity yeah, yeah. for Terry's retirement that I step into the role of chair. And there's a lot of work to do after we've got that initial phase of establishment, consolidation of a number of industry bodies. You know, funding secured with with the uh, the very positive support of our member GRDC and the support of industry, broadly industry, grower groups, GPA, GGL, and of course the, the trade as well in GTA. Yeah. So yeah. so things things are we were established, the momentum's there. Mm. We now need to, you know, get some rubber on the road and, and uh, make sure we deliver yeah. on all the things that we're meant to deliver on for the next two or three years. For those who don't know, uh, Andrew is also a non-executive chair of uh, Plum Grove and also the chair of uh, WA's largest pork producer, West Pork, and of course its joint venture processing and food service company, the Dardanup Butchering Company, mate. So uh, as I said, uh, plenty of boards to be on. Uh, you just don't want to get them mixed up though, mate, really, would you? Well, the, gra- <laughs> the grain one I've been in, yes. the grain industry I've been in for over 25 years, so, so that one is uh, like uh, well, it's not. It's not. It's not what I know very well. Obviously, during that time, having lots of international exposure, and so, so from from our perspective, that's the sort of focus on trade market access issues. You know, classification issues. Yeah. Understanding what's happening in markets and all those sorts of things is pretty well not not second nature, but certainly um, I'm in a I'm in a good position mm, to, to help that. So going forward here, Andrew, uh, is there a key priority? going forward here, mate, with Greens Australia? There's several. There's many. Mm. (laughs) Um, As I said, Troy, we've moved from the establishment stage and the consolidation of several industry bodies such as Wheat Quality Australia, Bali Australia, Pulse Australia, the the former GMAC organisation which was looking after some trade market access issues. We've brought all these organisations together. We have an MLU with AOF. So we now need to ensure that we are resourcing and delivering on the core the core objectives of the organisation. So an example of that is obviously trade market access issues. Mm, so mm. the reopening of China is, yep. a, is a great example. So, you know, we ourselves, in conjunction with GTA and AGIC, have mm. already been into market. We were first back to market. We were updating with the with the support of those organisations. The latest developments are in terms of say varieties, supply chain, you know, uh, production, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and also making sure that there was smooth discharge and execution and updates on their side. Yep. So talking to the various industry and government organisations in market to ensure that everybody everything runs smoothly in terms of that reintroduction and there's no real hiccup. So that's an example of what we're aiming to do in terms of market access. We've also learned a lot of lessons and, and you know in, in from in the past where during the past couple of years we spent quite a bit of time working with industry on identifying the fact that we shouldn't have market concentration yep. um, that potentially exposes us to disruption. So there's been a lot of work in terms of 
alternative market development in South America, potentially Africa, um, uh, and Southeast Asia, our okay. regular customer base in Southeast Asia. Will you be heading to, to China anytime soon, mate, now that you are the, the new chair? I, I dare say I'll be heading into market, mm. Um, mm. whether it's China first. We've just recently returned from China. Okay. Asia grew in there yep. in, in market just a week or so ago. We had our first barley shipments arrive there. The Prime Minister's there, of course. And there's some good opportunities in terms of developing the trade in that market. So that, I imagine, will be, will be one of many that I'll be visiting in the uh, in the next two or three years. What about the opportunity, mate, for, uh, say, canola, oats and lupins? What are you looking at here? Well, there's lots of opportunities, mm-hmm. and this is part of the role that we're meant to play too. So in the information education, it's about identifying where those future opportunities might be from yep. a Grange Australia perspective for yep. industry's benefit. Coming back to industry, talking about the development of those particular opportunities in with a, with a, a lens of five to seven years and saying, right, how do we invest? How do we, how do we develop the right type of grain varieties? How do we inform growers in terms of the focus of resources and money and spend across the industry and coordinate that? How do we inform government in terms of making sure we've got right access to market and things like that? So that's the kind of coordinating role that Grains Australia is meant to play across industry and across all commodities. Specifically, with some of the commodities that you mentioned, Troy, I mean, canola, for example, mm. there's an excellent opportunity. We currently don't have access to the Chinese market because of blackleg concerns. There is an excellent opportunity if we were to get access to, to China, that's a, a considerable market. In terms of lupins, they're desperately looking for alternative protein sources outside of soybean. They're the largest importer of soybean in the world, but they're heavily reliant on imports. So they are looking at alternatives. In addition to that, in terms of, of oats and processed oats, they're our largest single market today yeah. for, say, West Australian oats. You know, they're, they're importing close to 300,000 tonnes of processed product. Now, that's a great opportunity for us here in WA Absolutely. in terms of yeah. developing that market further, but also investing in value-adding processes here. So we're not just sending the raw product, we've got the value-added product. So, yeah, there is a lot of opportunity to work with. That's Mm. just one market, one set of opportunities. There is a range of great opportunities in in markets such as South America, our Southeast Asian customers, uh, Africa, where we we sort of regressed for a little while with the development of the Black Sea. Mm. But there's great opportunity to to re-establish our presence now with production returning back to normal levels in Australia. Any other new projects on the horizon, mate? There are a lot of new projects and some very exciting projects that have been established. There's there's a range of of projects that are including, you know, oats, the, yep. the, the development of classification systems for oats and pulses. There is the um, uh, market access team that we're building that will provide opportunities to develop and identify particular access barriers that we need to to work with government on on working out there is a range of you know projects that we're working with AGIC on and other organizations um, such as soft wheats the oat development projects that, that that we're mentioning noodle oats there's so many projects that are on the go mm. that are ideally being identified by the new councils that we've established for yep. each of these commodities yep. and support that way, Troy, which is really important. And 
So, so there is a, a plethora of projects that are being established, but the good thing is that these projects are industry-endorsed now. They're not just a random project that someone has wanted to pursue. They've been identified by industry, they've been endorsed by both government and industry and supported all the way through, so properly funded and properly resourced. And the next stage of, of making sure that these actually deliver value is ensuring that, you know, we get access, mm. we develop these varieties and these opportunities for, for growers, which is ultimately, you know, who we're working for and what we've got to deliver in terms of value. What's the relationship like between WA growers and, say, the team there at Grains Australia, mate? Is, is there some confidence there going forward? Yeah, there's, there's certainly plenty of representation mm. on, on mm. a number of the councils. We've yep. got, um, you know, grower members on every single uh, commodity council and on our trade our trade council as well. We've um, a number of growers involved in the organisation. And, of course, if you look at our major member and beneficiary, the the, the, the supporting organisation in GRDC, yeah. we've got some great grower representatives on, on that organisation. So from a grower perspective, you're, we're available, we're, yep. they're involved, and you'll see and hear more from us over over the coming uh, coming months as well, Troy. So as we develop some of yep. these projects and, and start to see some of the outcomes, we'll certainly be uh, informing growers because we need them to embrace uh, what Grains Australia is doing, participate and provide guidance for us as well. We are team with uh, Andrew Young, the new Grains Australia chair that was announced uh, last week. Mate, uh, know that you're busy. Thank you for your time on Rural Focus this morning, mate, and I'm sure that we'll uh, chat again with you uh, very soon. Thanks very much, Troy.